Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line episode 339 from January 15th, 1997. It's a Wednesday night show and the guests are Cliff Dorfman, Shannon Doherty, Jennifer Blanc, Jason Lungen, and John Livingston, the cast of Friends Till the End. Adam reveals Ice-T is guesting tomorrow night, and Adam references, quote-unquote, the freak chamber, Ice's slang for a woman's erogenous zone. This is a partial, incomplete fan recording. The audio quality is decent enough, and there's enough of the content here we thought to include it instead of skipping it over. Towards the end of the episode, they play the title track from the TV movie, and Adam has a nice complicit for the cast and their singing abilities. But they're good singers for people who don't actually sing. Uh, Shannon Doherty it goes off on Kevin Smith a bit, and they work together on Mallrats. This is the only known appearance of all the guests, except for Jennifer, who will return to the show at least one or two more times and still guests on Adam's current podcast with her now husband, Michael Bean. This episode was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Yeah, sure. You yeah. have? Yeah. From prostitute? No. No. Okay. Because sometimes uh, the prostitutes will use one. I myself have never had oral pleasure with a condom. Um, there's a very strange thing sort of happening right now where, where people carry your age are sort of perceiving oral contact like that as sort of a matter-of-fact part of uh, petting. and uh, It's a very strange thing. I, I don't understand where that trend came from. Is that, is that still going on? I don't know. Where, where there's sort of an acknowledgement that intercourse is well, potentially... Is a sociologist no, or something? I, well, well, I, I asked the question probably in an unfair way, but I mean, there's sort of acknowledgement that sexual intercourse carries risks of pregnancy and sexually transmitted well, disease and a risk of, of us intimate contact that people may not be ready for. So somehow young people have decided that, well, then therefore, this this way, this thing is okay. Right. It's basically why that sort of just say no policy doesn't really work in our society because uh, with the advent of AIDS and many other sexually transmitted diseases, we started in going back this to this sort of puritanical road and we said, look, stop having sex. No more sex. Wait till you're married or wait till you're, uh, you know, older to have sex. And they went, all right, blowjobs and uh, butt love. That was the answer. What that is, is the answer that exactly we're getting is. from a lot of teenagers now. And it's like, all right, we're not having sex. Yeah. I think it's still better. It's it's still better than, than, yes. than not having butt sex, love. I would I would say. Oh, yes. What? You don't know about the butt no, love? <laughs> what is butt love? Jennifer, we have and I'm telling you, forget friends till the end, blowjobs and butt love. That is the name of the title for this uh, special. That's going to get viewership. <laughs> we have a lot of uh, people calling in saying, um, I want to remain a virgin or I'm scared to get pregnant or my religion uh, prohibits me from uh, premarital sex. So we're going yeah. in the back door. Oh, no, no, no. I, Oh, that, that's safer. Well, it's not. It, that's that's right. But that's what happens. Happens. Well, that's. I think that that's a, a common problem with people that are that are raised in certain. You know, if, if it's a religious sect or whatever, if they're raised being taught that that um, not all sex is sex. You know, people need to realize that it's sex. If you're going to believe that it's wrong, is is all wrong. Whether it's oral sex or whether it's well, that's what's strange. All, I mean, how do you define? How do people even define exactly. sexuality? If you're going to sex with someone, right? I mean, I think that it's probably definitely better if that you know so, not so many. Uh, teenage girls are getting pregnant if they're resorting to having oral sex. But I but, assure you, well, sexual. Well, that was just being responsible to begin with, you know. 
Right. Sexually transmitted diseases, those can still be Absolutely. propagated. Yeah. All right. And uh, we have to go to break. Make them a little more promiscuous that way, too. I mean, thinking that they're probably safe and probably being a little more. No, it tends not to. They, they, sort of, they sort of are doing it as a well, way. Listen, of, if you're given blowjobs, then you're being promiscuous. Are you not? Yes. And then they're thinking, uh, you know, I'm not getting pregnant. This is probably safe, so I can give more blowjobs. Mm -hmm. Right. But the women, but women don't. Is that you talking now? Jason? Yes, that is me. Actually, okay. That's, I went through that whole thing a long time. True, my, my, true, true. We're five minutes late for a commercial. Right. Please <laughs> stop the open forum on blowjobs for just a second. Sell the hell out of the uh, next call right. we Caroline, plan on taking. Whenever a guy likes her, she loses interest. Okay. Well, the Love Line weather report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest, so be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Love Line's phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. Love Line will be right back, so you've got a couple of minutes to go catch something. Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds impossible to find a parking spot and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now, fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the Big Box Club experience to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Box Wholesale, the Big Box Club in your pocket. So get on your mobile device, visit Box.com, and enter promo code ADAM on the checkout screen for your 15% discount. My name is Paul Shirley. And I am Justin Halpern. We Halper. do a podcast called Short Corner. Paul is gone this week, so we had guest host Amir Blumenfeld from Jake and Amir and College Humor and their podcast, Rich. If I were you on podcast1.com. So are you a big NBA fan? Nope, never heard big. of it. Well, they just we, plopped me down on this chair and said, uh, talk sports, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, no, I am a big fan. It was magic. Do you was. think Paul should even come back, Rich? Oh, why bother? Well, no, we miss Paul. We had him on the show, too. Find us at podcast1.com and let us make love to your ears. Still a virgin. I've had anal sex, but I am still a virgin. I've not had sex yet. All right. Well, Drew, hold on. The mic's on. We're starting. All right. Uh, John Livingston is now in here taking the place of Jason London, who is now uh, turning the official uh, cameraman of Love Line. Also, Shannon Doherty and Jennifer Blanc from Friends Till the End, January 20th, 9 o'clock NBC. Uh, I guess that's a Monday. Yes. Monday night. This and uh, it's a Monday night movie, and uh, everyone's good looking, and they're in college, and they're in a band, and uh, <laughs> everything's going great. And then Jennifer comes in and starts basically uh, trying to hone in on uh, Shannon's territory, starts moving in on the guy, starts moving in on the band. Eventually, what gets you to, like, toss down the sorority or something like that? She, like, takes over my life. I mean, she succeeds in every way possible. It's like single white female. Yeah. Right. For TV. And, For and, TV. and your thing is, is you're like, what's your background in this? Um, I'm just completely obsessed with um, winning talent competitions and, and uh, do they, I'm obsessed with her. Do they hint at what your background has been that led you to be oh, that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which is what? 
Um, what can I say? Everything? Well, yeah, like she you was in... cult abuse or something when you were a child? Um, no, I come from basically like, you know, I'm like basically trailer park trash. <laughs> <laughs> Her character. <laughs> My character. Yeah, has, like, a mother who pushes her as well. So she's abused Completely emotionally psycho. in some way. So. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. And, uh, Jennifer, it is you who uh, brought in the video camera? Yes. All right. And you just got it? Yes. All right. I would uh, sell it to a pawn shop tomorrow. I, I'm... Is my talkback like this <laughs> feeling? <laughs> curiosity. Yes. Mother, it is? All right. No, no, no. no. Please. All right. I can't hear you. All right. I'm just going to keep on playing with this. Settle down. <laughs> Please, don't make me discipline you. Uh, Jennifer. Yes. Here's the problem with these video cameras. Mm -hmm. I think of a video. I don't have a video camera. Drew, do you have a video camera? Yes, we have three kids. You do? It's a requisite for children. See, I, I, I don't have a video camera for the same reason I don't have a gun. Because I'm Somebody scared. might use it. Yes, it will be used against me. Ah. Something will happen. You know, you're going to videotape yourself having sex one of these <laughs> nights, and then uh, the guy who fixes the VCR is going to come by, and you're going to leave it in the thing, and it's going to circulate all over North America. Adam, I don't think you have to worry about that. No. <laughs> well, what if I videotape myself masturbating one night, True. Wouldn't that be dangerous? Yeah, I suppose that might be. All right, my please. <laughs> Settle it. <laughs> Caroline. Yeah. 23, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a, I create a situation for myself. I seem to form a habit of taking an interest in a guy, and when he finally returns the interest, for some reason, it, I kind of lose mine. What do you guys think that is? <laughs> How old are you? I'm 23. Oh. It's a little old to be doing that, isn't it? Well, it can't be chalked up to just, like, you know, teenage... You'll grow out of it. Yeah. Right. Um, You'll grow out of it when you hit menopause. <laughs> so what... I'm not, I'm not trying to play a game at all i really when this happens i have a sincere interest and in have you ever had a successful relationship no never no do you okay. have any like childhood problems with intimacy uh, um no i mean i, I don't think so no <laughs> drew should we gamble on this call i don't know we're going to get anywhere with it though i mean it's just obvious isn't it sort of obvious what you're doing for yourself there caroline that that you really prevent taking risk you prevent being open you prevent being vulnerable and thereby you prevent loss ultimately yeah i mean it just seems odd that you're having this problem you haven't been like badly hurt in the past by a guy or you know something badly where you're, something, you're like something. closed up and right defended that can do it loss of a loss of a loved one when you were young parent mm -hmm. or something like so that. so to me it's either low self-esteem or um loss or loss and of uh, fear of intimacy. Right, because she doesn't want to get hurt. So she's right. interested. Then once they show interest, she sort of like backs off and says, no, 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 I'm not interested Well, it's anymore. a defense. I mean, right. the feelings yeah. actually turn off. But what, what happens, like, you start going out with the guy and then you just find things wrong with him? Um, it, it's really, it's kind of the same thing every time where I, I really, as soon as they start showing interest, like the longest that I've really been able to someone is maybe a little over a month and then I I act like an idiot and try and do things. Well, do you see them, I mean, when you first start going out with the guy, are you like seeing him every minute of the day or every single day or something? No, not really. It's, I mean, it's pretty normal, you know, like a beginning developing relationship. And then what do you experience? What's the feeling you get when you so-called act like an idiot? <laughs> well, um... What's the feeling you get that causes you to behave that way? Fear? Um, it kind of, like, Panicky almost. Yeah. All right. So you push them away through your um, actions? I, yeah, I suppose I do. Okay. 
All right, so what do you want us to do? The only thing that you can really do is like, you know, I mean, if, if you're worried about being 23 and not being able to handle a relationship and you get, you know, all this fear inside of you and you panic and you push the guy away, after a month of going out with him, the only thing that I can really recommend, although I'm not a doctor, is um, going to therapy and trying to figure out why you have this problem. Or leading yourself into a relationship, try to find one that is reasonably safe. And just hanging with it, no matter how frightened you feel. Never going to work. You know, sometimes it can work. No, she, she'll go on autopilot, and the urges will become too strong, yeah, and she'll, you, you, she'll you act out. You can't do that unless you figure out why you're doing yeah, it. But it, it, you're right. If she, if she is truly unable to take herself by the hand and just stay in that relationship and then observe herself and her feelings, then, yeah, there's no yeah, other way out. Self-analyzation is close to yeah. impossible at this yep, point. I don't, you know? yep. I don't she think can do she both. needs to find out why. I mean, right now, the, her excuse for not having a relationship is that she's spending all of her time trying to, you know, get intellectual about it and, and well, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Stop thinking about why and just go out and try. You know, if you want a relationship, try. How many times yeah, have you tried? How many times have you tried? Probably been, uh, over the past maybe five years, it's probably been about people six guys i mean i really i do you feel special about any of those i really guys? want something to develop it's not i'm not we got that we hear you maybe you just haven't found the right guy maybe you're just in doubt it well no, i you know think, i don't think, think that's I think she it could do both i think she could get into a relationship and hang with it and go to therapy Okay, why don't you do it? There, I have an idea. Date the therapist. There you go. That's healthy. No, she's 23, and a lot of people don't uh, come on to this stuff and get a handle on it and worry about working, you know, work through it until their late 20s, early 30s sometimes. That's why right. I don't recommend right. uh, marriage at an early age. Oh, no. Right, Shannon? Well, what's an Absolutely. early age? All right. I knew you'd be a it's strong a, supporter that, of that. That's, you know, up to the individual, though. Early ages are, you know... Age means nothing. Right, it's but, maturity that means yeah, everything, but, my man. All right, but think how immature it is to get married at 18. <laughs> I think it's incredibly immature to get married at 18, I mean, think, and most of the time they don't work out. Think but. where your head was at at 18 or 19. I don't know how old I, we I are think now, that I was, um, I'm 25, but I, I think that there are, you know, everybody's different. Right. You know, 18, if, you're, if you've been working since you were 10 years old, you're a much different 18-year-old. Right. Than, I, I, the, than the I, average 18-year-old. I don't even know if in this day and age... <laughs> you don't want to get into this. You, you, can right do this you can do this anymore. I mean, in, in the... I, I think... It's not something that I recommend. Look, at 18, you're still growing. You're still learning about yourself. You haven't discovered right. yourself yet. You know, definitely, I think most 18-year-olds, it's going to end. Um, you know, I got married a bit too early, and it was a huge mistake. What were you, like 21? Um, 22, I think. Right, and you were. I'm trying to not, not 18. That's not but, necessarily but, you know, too early for right. uh, Yeah, people. I'm not saying that that's too early either. I'm just saying that you know I was uh, basically I was with the wrong person. You know, I mean, I I would marry my boyfriend at any point in time now because he's the right person. But but you the know, reason age, you I don't think has anything. To what do with the reason that. you allow yourself to get into those kinds of relationships and consummate them is because you're young and you don't know any different and you don't have the judgment and the, and the sense of self to be able to develop more appropriate relationships. I think for normal 18 year olds that you're talking to. Yes, you're correct. I, th I think what I say for me, absolutely not. Okay. You have the capability of being responsible in a relationship. And my my parents got married when they were 18. They're still together. So did my there parents. Are people that are you know but that's, 30s that's, and 40s. But that's and so. Do, do you understand how John they hate each other though? <laughs> <laughs> do you understand how you're just that too lazy though? to get statistically? Not saying well, I have no problem with it. We, I, we have talked to people. I on think the show that it's too. a different time. You know, I mean, my parents were the exact same as John's, and and they've been married for you know 30 years now, and they're very very happy and very much in love. 
and it's a different time but i think it's also the way that you're raised i mean i really believe that if, if, if you're raised a certain way then then i think that at 18 you can be mature and you you can sort of have a sense of self well, and what is make that what is good that way judgment what is decisions. that way i'm really curious what is the way you think people you know i don't raised? know i mean i was raised very um family oriented and that family was the most important thing and and uh, I guess I was just raised to be a very, very mature person. You know, I mean, th that's not to say that I didn't go through my own little bout, because I certainly did, uh -huh. which everybody goes through. But I don't know. It's, it's different with every person. It is different with every person. And, and uh, we have talked to, you and I have talked to 18-year-olds who've had solid relationships. But it it is statistically... Right, Not but, good. but yes, they want to they want to get a threesome going this weekend. Those are the eighteen year olds we've spoken to. Yes, it's a different day in a different age. It is uh, the age of uh, you know MTV and the internet, and it's just a. Yeah, but it seems like it should be going back to what it used to be, especially with everybody discovering. I mean, you know, this AIDS, AIDS, every single different disease that you can get now. It seems like people should be going back to family. And, yes, and absolutely. I think there is a trend in that direction. A part of the population is moving that way. Another part of it's not. I was raised uh, by people that were very family-oriented as well, except for it wasn't our family. That was the only twist. <laughs> we concentrate on the neighbors. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, are we going to have another guy uh, come? Are we doing like some... We're going to rotate. No, you're right. getting screwed, though, John, because oh, we only cool. did... I'll be you, back, I think. You, yeah, you stay for another break. Okay. And then uh, Cliff, is it? Yeah. yeah. We'll Cliff. come through here. All right, we'll work it all out when we come back. Check of the out-of-town scoreboard. Wow, what the hell are they on about tonight? Call love line. 1-800-LOVE-191-LOVE-LINE. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Dr. Drew. Now, you might ask yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor and hard drive errors to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com, and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what is slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, the internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis, and then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what is slowing down your computer. That is MyCleanPC.com. <laughs> All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number for Loveline 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carroll. That is Dr. Drew. Tomorrow night's guest, Ice-T, and tonight we have John Livingston, as well as Jason London, as well as, what's Cliff's last name? Dorfman. Dorfman. Oh, yes, that's right. Cliff Dorfman, who will be in here uh, soon enough. Shannon Doherty and Jennifer Blanc, they are in a movie of the week on NBC, which airs January 20th, 9 o'clock. That is a Monday called Friends Till it's the End. Monday. This coming Monday. Already? Yeah, what day is it? Yes, <laughs> that's true. make that clear. All right. Uh, Drew, you uh, you love those movies of the week, don't you? I uh, can't get enough of them. Okay. At least this one doesn't have two titles. 
That is my uh, pet peeve for these things. Uh, meaning most right, of these things right, are called colon, like yeah. friends to the end. Colon the the the, 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 the evil ones or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, the the days of. No, a lot of it is. I did a movie story. a couple of years ago called called Betrayed: Colon The Story of Three Women. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's Perfect. what we're talking about. Perfect. Right? Yeah. yeah, or or this one, the Kate Wickerman story. Which, or whoever. <laughs> right, 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 right. But the point is, is they, they put the title of it, and then they tell us who the person you never heard of is. About. It's based on. All right, thanks for the help. All right, uh, we have uh, the song, because you guys are in a band in this. Oh, my God, what song do you have? I don't know. We have, a, we have a... I heard you playing it. What? Oh, stop? Uh, so. Andrew oh, said in my ear. Andrew just went, stop. And I was like... Okay. <laughs> stop's the name of the song? Yeah. All right. We'll take a call, and then uh, maybe we'll hear a little stop. Is that all right? It's fine. Cool. All right. Knock it off, Drew. <laughs> Dave, 20, you're on Loveline. Uh, hi, um, Dr. Drew? Yeah. Hi. Um, my girlfriend, after she orgasms, for a while after that, uh, she like if she has to pee, she can't hold it in. She's incontinent. Incontinent, yeah. Is she incontinent... When she has the orgasm? Um, no. She she says that if she doesn't have an orgasm for a long time or she doesn't do anything for a long time, then she she re regains more control. But if she does, then if she has to pee, she just can't hold it in at all. Does it hurt? Is there pain uh, with this? No, she says it doesn't hurt. It just it just goes. All right. Well, I mean... Right, it, but this is not female orgasmic incontinence, no, which it's not. is a syndrome. Right. It's not. This is this is just incontinence, incontinence. And it happens after she's been sexually active. And, uh, you know, there, there is spasm of the muscles around the bladder, basically the bladder neck, and the way the bladder empties can be impaired or can be affected by this sort of activity. So it's not necessarily the case that there's some kind of medical problem. Is she on any medications? Uh, no, she isn't. Does she do any drugs? No, no. Has she ever been pregnant? Uh, no, no. Okay. So she ought to be seen by the gynecologist and talk about this, but it's it's probably more about her evacuating her bladder beforehand, so she plans for this, and there are medications that can relax. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, that means taking a leak. And, she, and there are medications that can be provided to sort of relax the muscle tone down there, but by and large, I would just sort of, she needs to learn how to deal with it and make sure there isn't a medical problem, which there probably is not. Okay, is there anything like vitamins or anything nope, like that? No, 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 no. But, no. Dave. Yeah. You're out of harm's way by the time this goes down, right? Yeah, but I hear about it, and now she doesn't, like, she's scared to do anything because that's going to happen. But it keeps happening afterward. Afterwards, yeah. How long has it been going on for? Um, it's been going on for, like, maybe four months or something. Yeah, and was, before I mean, that, she was okay. If she's never been seen before, if we're going to say something, she could have an infection. She could, All kinds of things could be going on that could be reversed and treated. So she needs to get evaluation, okay? Yeah. Please. What is she, uh, Amish or something? <laughs> Send her to the gynecologist, please. I want to go please. to the gynecologist because maybe they would talk to her mom about her having sex. How old is she, Dave? How old? She's 17. Dave, please. How old are you? I'm 18. Please. A anything after 14 in most states is, is absolutely by law confidential between the patient and the doctor. Okay? Okay. Right. Kind of young, though, Dave, for a 20-year-old. She, he, she's, he's actually 18. It says 20 up here, but he said he's 18. Uh, oh, okay. wrong. i got to start paying attention to my show. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, right. Dave. Okay, bye. All right. Happy sailing. Jason. <laughs> yes. 15. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh, I try to limit myself to smoking marijuana like seven times a month, mm. and I was wondering if this has any effects, like really bad. 
like you're, long term. You're 15? Yeah. I, I'm of the opinion that any hallucinogen exposure, and people may disagree, but in fact, marijuana is an hallucinogenic. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, in any, any hallucinogenic exposure before 15 or before tends to be associated with disruption of the normal brain development. How old are you? 15. And here, here are a couple points. One is that cr chronic mood disturbances are sort of the hallmark characteristic that people get if they've used stronger hallucinogenics at 15 or before. I don't know that this necessarily is the case with pop, but I'm always concerned that it could be. I'm also concerned in your case, Jason, that you're so preoccupied with this drug that you have to hold it at se you know seven times a month or whatever it is. No, that I don't. I don't really like. I'm not really preoccupied with it. I mean, if I'm somewhere like at a party or something and they have it, then I'll smoke it. But I don't like spend any money on it. You're not thinking about it. No, not really. Just if it happens to be there, that's it. Yeah, I'll do it then. All right, because because marijuana addiction, people who become marijuana addicts preoccupy about it all the time. And it's very difficult not for them not to use it. And if they're not using it, they're thinking about using it. So you smoke pot like twice a week? Yeah. Okay. I would be very careful. I really would. I think you're you're in in harm's way. Okay. Really? At fifteen? Yeah. Not a, not for a twenty year old. You know, I'm, we know of, I know of no evidence that that level of marijuana exposure is going to hurt somebody. Although it could over twenty years, I suppose. But for a fifteen year old, it concerns me. Because your brain is that much different. It's evolving. It's much more plastic. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like uh, at 15, it's a sponge, and uh, at uh, at uh, 20, it's like an anvil. A brick, yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. What do you guys think about this whole uh, medical use of marijuana and all that kind of stuff here in uh, California and I guess in Arizona? Drew is um, against it. I am for it. And uh, the argument is, is the following, and I've tried to explain this to Drew many times, but he has a very hard head when it comes to the hemp. The situation is this. He is, his complaint is that this is a bogus bill, that it's only, uh, that this whole medical thing is, is uh, just an excuse to legalize marijuana. Is that your position, Drew? I, my position is if we're going to legalize it, let's, let's legalize let's it. Legalize let's have it that discussion. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to pull a you know, a sham on the public in the name of helping people with chronic illness. That's not what we, that this is about. Okay, here, here's my rebuttal to that uh, sham of, our, of an argument, Drew. They have been trying to get a dialogue going. Drew, uh, Pollyanna Drew over here says, well, look, if they're going to legalize it, just open up a dialogue and legalize it, for Christ's sake, which sounds uh, like a good idea, but people have been trying to open up a dialogue about this topic for, for 35 years. They will not talk to the politicians. The politicians will not talk back to them, and it does not happen. They will not listen. They'll never legalize it this way. So they did a little sham, and they went in the, the uh, medical back door. That's what happened. <laughs> You're exactly right. But you can't fault them because they wouldn't listen. I have a question, something I don't understand. Now, isn't it true that cocaine is, is used for medical reasons and, and uh, you know, Valium? I mean, a lot of Casual drugs, drugs addictive drugs. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, and marijuana isn't even uh, physically addictive, is it? it oh, profoundly. Yeah, profoundly. Not profoundly. For, for some people, profoundly. Okay. Uh, not traditionally. I mean, it is. I, I, I treat, yeah, I treat marijuana addiction addicted. frequently. And the, treating a marijuana addict is not a lot different than treating an opiate addict. All right. Where is, all right, what is more addicting, heroin or marijuana? Heroin. Okay. What is more addicting? Cocaine? <laughs> Are we talking about a physical addiction or profound? Addiction really? is addiction. There's no there's addiction is the addiction or it isn't. You either can stop or you can't. 
And if you can't, there's a biological problem. Yeah, there. but the physical addi Always. addiction oftentimes comes with a physical reaction when one comes off not of the substance. No, that's dependency. That's totally different. True. You, you can be dependent and not even be an addict. Who is the addiction medicine specialist in this room? <laughs> right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The point is this. Marijuana is not as physically addicting as many, many is, other it is, drugs. It is much more physically addictive than alcohol for some people. Much more. For some people. It is much more physically addictive. Handful of people it's, it's, much more, it's much more physically addictive than speed. Do you have withdrawal symptoms if you not stop that, smoking? There's not a lot of dependency in the, in the state that there's tolerance Oh, I see. So you're talking about... But there is... There is like, people that are addicted get profound euphoria from the drug, and they think about it from, the, from every day, uh -huh. from, the, from the day they get high the first time. And they use it every day, and they use it for an average of about 10 to right. 15 So you say years. marijuana is more addicting than alcohol? Profoundly. For some people. <laughs> for some people, for those people who for a subset of marijuana, and no, for, those, for a subset of alcohol, it's, it's, it's always out, it's almost always in the setting of alcoholism, and it's a subset of alcoholics. Right, Drew, you 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 know you're taking the you're taking the wuss road on this one. You know what I'm asking you? No, what are you asking me? What is more addicting, alcohol or marijuana? Marijuana. Okay, so there are more people that are addicted to marijuana and would have a more difficult time getting off of marijuana than there are alcoholics and people trying to get off alcohol. No. But the marijuana addicts are having a more difficult time than the alcoholics. All right. And how come there's... <laughs> there's there are the not more there's people. The you Betty said there are Ford more. There's the Ford Center. How come right. there's not the uh, Bob Marley Center somewhere, huh? <laughs> because because yes. Betty, you go Thank to Betty you. Ford and see how many marijuana addicts are treating these days. A lot. All right. A lot. All right. That is uh, Drew on the bong. Jay. <laughs> 18. Hello? Yes. We, we, what we did is we slid a mic under the bathroom door before one of the shows and caught him in there. There it is. <laughs> Jay? Yeah, I have a problem. Um, I'm like a jealous boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I know it. I can hear it in the voice. Yeah? And um, my girlfriend gave me her virginity. And I'm not, I'm supposed to, like, trust her more is that what she's thinking or like i don't i'm not sure i'm not sure what to do what are you jealous of just of her cheating or whatever i mean this is the first girl that i love and everything i just don't want to get hurt Have, has she showed any signs of being untrustworthy um no then all you can do is trust her jay you yeah. know i mean i'm sorry but it's that simple you have to trust until she gives you reason not to trust and really i mean hard evidence that she's doing something wrong otherwise you're just gonna like close yourself off and lose her anyway yeah but i understand like having fears you know and sort of projecting them onto her and just you know right but that creating is the, drama for yourself that is the your fastest head. way to get her to cheat by the way people do this all the time they, they it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy they become so obsessed and so worried about people screwing them over that eventually the person screws them over because they've been worrying about it because they've been treating them that way you understand as though they already had right or they themselves are the ones that do the cheating right so yes. you're saying if I just keep on acting like this, it's just going to push her away? Ab absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You'll drive her insane and she will fall right into the arms or possibly even lap of a friend of yours. I mean, you love her, right? Yeah. So just, you know, give her, I, I know it sounds really difficult, but give her your love and, and trust her and, you know, see what happens. You, you can't, you know, look into the future. All that you can do is live day by day anyway. All right. Drew, you good with that? Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll hear something from friends uh, till the end when we return. Love Live. 1-800-LOVE-191. On. On.
line. We'll be right back. So leave a message at the beep. Adam Carolla's Mangria presents Universal Sun Live. Make this a Father's Day to remember with the one-of-a-kind musical experience at the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Universal Sun, a two-day family event with special performances, meet and greets, and showcases featuring family members of some of the greatest musicians in history. With me, Jonathan McEwen, and Jade Hendricks. And come to the free brosé tasting with Calico the Band, hosted by Mike Dawson, Friday, June 13th, 7 p.m. at the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Universal Sun, Father's Day weekend. Tickets at 24ticks.com. Degree burn going here. What'd you smell? Is that coffee or water? I think it's water. It's oh, okay. okay. I'm fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Well, this uh, this is life imitating art, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Jennifer's trying to wreck my life. She just spilled water Jennifer's all over me. <laughs> trying to. Uh, She's like, those jeans look too good. <laughs> trying to destroy <laughs> Shannon Doherty's uh, genitalia with a lukewarm tap water. Thank you. All right. Uh, all right. We'll be back. <laughs> Hold on. It's a Drew. Drew, relax. All right. Everyone, everyone settle. I dropped my camera when I first came in here. The name of the show is Love Line, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. All right. Back with Shannon Doherty, Jennifer Blanc, and now Cliff Dorfman, yes. who is uh, the third uh, man, who is... Uh, the bass player. Yes. Oh, Cliff the is the bass player. player. Yes. yes. And the bass player. I'm sorry. and okay. And you play Shannon's uh, boyfriend? No, that would be no. Jason. Jason. The okay. I swore the bass player was the but one you know getting what? there. Can we do something there was real an article quick? Written where they one of my that. best friends is Shannon's boyfriend. <laughs> we, we just want to take, like, two seconds to say something, Cliff and I. Um, yes. First, I want to say, Rob, I love you very, very much, baby. Yes, and, and Drew, I love you, honey, and I'll see you when I get home. And not you. D-R-U. So we just want to say, you know, my... Okay. Okay. Our loved ones okay. In the traditional love line. Drew, you want to <laughs> shout out to any of your homies, or you want to move on with the show? All right. Speaking of uh, shouting out to uh, homies, uh, Ice T will be in here uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Ice T, who last time was in here, was talking about the uh, what was it? The Freak Chambers. Yeah, yeah. The Freaky Zone. Say you got to find a woman's freak chamber. And I still haven't figured out where that is, but uh, Ice will probably um, give me an atlas to it when he uh, returns tomorrow night. All right, Friends Till the End is the name of the uh, movie of the week. It's January 20th. That is this coming Monday. NBC, and that's a uh, Monday night. And it's a um, band, and they play, and uh, there's some stalking going on, possibly cool. a cat a fight. Bit of everything. And a yeah. little, uh, little country and a little rock and roll all together. So no you have to watch. <laughs> yes. All right, Drew, uh, we're taking line three. Sorry. Eddie, 23, you're on Love Line. Going on. Hey. Hey, I got a question for you, and Adam, you're the only one who can answer it. Okay. All right, I have faith that you'll be able to do it. Uh, I'm from Minnesota, and as you know, it's ass cold in Minnesota. In fact, tonight it's 25 degrees below zero, 60 below wind chill. Really? Do you yeah. do any ice fishing, Eddie? Well, actually, that's part of what I'm going to talk to you about. Right, because this ice fishing is an excuse for people to get loaded. Speaking about alcoholics, you sit on a block of ice and drink. That's it. Drill a hole in the ice, 
drop a fishing line in there and get loaded. I don't think you even know it when you catch anything. So, well, sometimes. It, just, it depends on the fisherman. All right. All right. Do so a lot of ice fishing? You ready? Yes. Okay. The, the deal is this. I was wondering. Actually, several of my friends and I were wondering. Uh, the deal is when you stand outside in weather like this and you breathe, right. you can see your breath. Right. But why is it when you fart, you can't see it? Pants or no pants? We've we've tried it all. <laughs> Want to know why you can't see it? Got a little too much time on your hands, Ed. <laughs> hey, I'm in Minnesota. If you're not at First Ave, you're on a block ice. <laughs> all right, this is uh, this is very fascinating. And, you know, scientists. Well, I like how said you're the only one who can answer. <laughs> that. So, well, I imagine Drew, you probably sit around with your friends and talk about farts. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Drew, Spend all yeah. my time with that. Seriously, have you ever lit a fart? No. Okay. Uh, me neither. Uh, Adam, you have. I'll bet you a million bucks you have. Come on. Listen, i got to tell you about lighting farts for a second here. I've lit many a fart in my, in my day. I, I really have. And I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. No, not at all. And it, first off, it, it completely kills the smell. And secondly, provides entertainment for, uh, for now and me into the hundreds. People love it. I mean, when I, and let me tell you something about lighting the farts. And then I'll, I'll talk about the Impressive steam the ladies, coming. Adam, it really does. <laughs> the Dude. chicks dig the blue flame. <laughs> no, seriously. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something about lighting farts. And uh, don't all you guys uh, um, take the high ground on this one. <laughs> I've said in in you know situations like I'm I'm gonna light I'm gonna light a fire and I've had people just oh I can't oh how immature I can't believe it a man of your age lighting his own gas this is disgusting <laughs> and they're all full of they're all full of themselves but when I make the when I grab the bick and I yell get the light because you got to flick the light off otherwise it doesn't you know it's like watching the Fourth of July at noon right who cares it's got to be dark right there yep. right that's when it really shows the point is this after lighting a fart or two. When I give the get the light yell, people are uh, like a Who concert. They're going for that light, trying to trying to knock that thing off. All claiming to be holier than thou. But when when the when the uh, when the bit hits the sphincter, they're, they're all watching. Exactly. Believe me, they're all watching. Exactly. We do a lot of generalization of this show. When people are abused when they're younger, that sometimes will come out in this kind of. It gets eroticized in this way later on in life. Right. Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily participate in it. No, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I don't yeah, think I that's think... a good idea. No, no, no. no Corey no. got spooked is is what happened. Yeah. And, uh, Rightfully so. Yeah, and you, your, your instincts are probably right. She sounds, uh, and listen, nothing wrong with a little rough trade. If that's what people are into, they're into. But oh, no, she, the she may have crossed the line, and it spooked you, and your instincts are probably right. Yes. This person probably has some issues, yeah. and it may, yeah. may not be the best person to uh, establish a relationship with. And once you consummate relationships like this, this is then where the stalking comes right. in and That's the right. obsession That's right. comes in. That's right. So you start there, where are you going to go anyway? <laughs> you know, you start right, off like, choking her. Where are you going to go? Try beating her with a stick first. Break like a pool cue overhead or something uh, on your yeah, second you date. No, I mean like lightly. <laughs> I don't mean wow. like in a violent way. I mean, right. you know, there's S and M, and then there's you know crossing the line of death, and you don't want to get involved in that. Cliff, you you like a little, oh you like the, the put your hand mark on a fanny uh, once in a while sexually. Well, you know, just yeah. to my girlfriend. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. She's listening to that. I'm sure, yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. And I always, always can tell that mode. <laughs> no, it's normal. I always know when they're talking <laughs> um, to the girlfriends. But you guys have never discussed anything sexually? No, we got rid of him. Oh. <laughs>
I'll, I'll answer. Listening at home, contemplate that Jam. in your mind while you're listening. I like uh, I like this answer though. It's like, uh, how well do you guys know each other? Well, she is my cousin's girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, so how well do you friend. know each other? Dude? Well, it's obvious. <laughs> It's her cousin's girlfriend's friend. I mean, come on. No, it's her cousin. It's her cousin's girlfriend's cousin. No, oh, it was. Right. Yes, right. no, it's her cousin's that's girlfriend's that's cousin. That's, oh, okay. that's right. Does anyone know their cousin's <laughs> girlfriend's cousin? By the way, no. I barely know my cousin. Yeah. Danny, twenty-four. Yes, yes. Hello. Hey. Uh, enjoy your show very much, Doctor Drew, and uh, don't particularly care to talk about lighting farts or. Yeah, all right. Well, that's enough from from you. All right. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't need any guy. Your show, Dr. Drew. Who is this, one of your uh, flunkies you've paid to call? No. All right. I will not be dissed on the air. I take enough abuse in life. Sarah. Hi. 18. Hi. Hi. Hey, Sarah. Um, well, a month, about a month and a half ago, me and my friends were starting to get really heavy into crystal meth and speed. Mm-hmm. And I OD'd on it and had to go to the emergency room mm-hmm. and everything. And ever since then, I've been having really bad mood swings and been really irritable and just not felt normal. Since your overdose? It is. No, since the overdose you felt this way? Yes, since the overdose. And you've been off speed since the overdose? Yes. How long ago was the overdose? About a month and a half ago. Probably just the fact you came off speed. Very little to do with the overdose. It is? Oh, yeah. When people come off speed, they're very irritable, very uncomfortable. And if you don't do something, if you get involved in some kind of recovery program and replace that addiction with some sort of process you're going to sort of get back into something eventually. Okay. Jennifer, you have anything to say to her? Um, <laughs> how, often were you, how often were you doing speed? Well, um, it started out where it would be just about once a week, and then I got... The hell's that? And by the way, that, that's, that's a more typical speed. So unlike marijuana, unlike marijuana where it becomes a daily thing for the moment somebody first gets high on it, if they're going to be an addict, speed sort of slowly gets going. Right. And uh, eventually right. it's a daily thing. And you, it's not, not even necessarily daily. A lot of speed addicts only use speed three or four times a week. But, but they yeah, so how stop. much did you end up with daily? Yeah. Um, I didn't hear. Well, it started off once a week, and then it started increasing and increasing. And then the day I OD'd, I did um, about uh, four quads. All right. Hold on a second. I'm not thoroughly distracted. All right. Is Sarah... <laughs> Sarah's problems, her boyfriend's cheating. Not laughing at you. What? Sarah, you okay? Shannon just got a uh, a, a call on the uh, on the Shannon line. No, somebody wants. Well, then, let me talk to him. No, somebody wants to call in and, and ask a question. They're a friend of mine. So how how do I? Oh, they want like the hotline number. Yeah, but they want to be. It, it's you. Yeah. Right. Okay, because if they just call the regular phone number, it's going to be um, busy. Right. So what's the other number? Here they come. They come with it. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, work, yeah, we'll, we'll work that out uh, off the air. All right, are we done Sarah. with Sarah? Or no, Sarah? Jennifer's talking to Sarah. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to well, talk to her uh, after the break? Okay. Some more, Adam? <laughs> yes. All right. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, hang Sarah, on. hold on, all right? Okay. All right. Don't do any drugs while you're in all. Just hang <laughs> on, all right? All right, why don't we hear, I don't, uh, Engineer Mike, do we have uh, the full song from uh, Friends Till the End? Is that like a three or four minute song? Okay. So well, we don't have time for that right now, then. All right. I, I thought we just had a uh, snippet. All right. We will hear the song. I promise you that. We will uh, finish up with Sarah. Uh, Shannon 
<laughs> yes, sir. Shannon will have a lengthy conversation uh, with a friend on radio etiquette, and then I will talk to Shannon I'm about so radio sorry. etiquette. That's, I'm so sorry. That's guys. absolutely fine, and we'll do all that after this. Right back. Wash your hands. Petflow.com, man. Love these guys. Want to welcome our new sponsor, Petflow.com. Pets have taken over our lives. I love my Molly girl. Tired, though. Got to go get the food. Got to schlep it in. Got to drag it up the driveway. Petflow.com. They take care of all that. The most convenient place on the web to buy your pet food. Schedule your pet's food and have it shipped free. That's right, right to your front door. That's all. Stop thinking about it. Check that box. More than 200 health-conscious pet brands to choose from. So if your pet likes it, they got it there. And then no more arguing with your wife. Who's going to run out? What are they going to eat? Petflow.com forward slash ace. Save time. Save money. Do it today. Check every day because they have door busters. Great prices. Prices as low as a penny. You can try PetFlow.com today. Get 20% off your pet's favorite food. Go to www.PetFlow.com forward slash ace. Help support the show. That's PetFlow.com forward slash ace. Save money. Save time. Support the show. PetFlow.com. Here we go. We started the show. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. We now have John, Cliff, and Jason. And the, Jennifer. Hi. And Jen. Well, Jennifer, Jennifer and Shannon have uh, been a constant here, a staple of Loveline. But uh, now we have all three uh, gents in the room because, and why, you ask? Why are all these three uh, clamoring voices in the background? Because we're going to do a number. Acapella. Oh yeah, you guys. Uh, well, you guys didn't do any singing, right? Just, just the ladies. Yeah. And what'd you do? Uh, did you like do air guitar? Well, we all play. Oh, we you all, do? Yeah, we all play. So. We do play, but yes, we did. We yeah, did we did air guitar too. with playback. We did uh, air guitar with, with actual guitars yeah, it wasn't, in our hands. Yeah, thank you, John. <laughs> they, they all could right. have. They all could have played it. No, I, I, I know you guys weren't up there with yeah. tennis rackets. We could have been contenders. Right. All right. You could have played, but you didn't. Is yes. it? That makes us well, sound like such losers. It wasn't their choice. Just you, John. <laughs> it wasn't their choice. I wanted not to, to play. play. Not to play. They, they, they didn't, they didn't know me. how good they were going to be. They hired real musicians to record the tracks first. Right. Yeah. And they then recorded Jennifer's and my voices. And so everything was pre-recorded, and then everybody just pantomimed the action. Right. And you have to listen to the song over and over again and yes. get all the riffs down. And the chords and, and everything, yes. Okay, so it looks uh, totally realistic. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the name of the uh, special, or I should say the movie of the week, is Friends Till the End. It's January 20th. That's 9 o'clock on NBC. Uh, now I'm ready to uh, dust off the uh, VCR and record this thing because I got to know. <laughs> I got to see how this thing. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've, uh, I'm it's the executive good. producer on the thing by now. <laughs> all right. I want to thank Diamond Limo, who hauled most all of you out here. Not me. That's right. No, I know. <laughs> That's nice. <honey>. That's, uh, 
Shannon took a Learjet here. <laughs> She's way too big okay. for the limo. But uh, yeah, thank I you. I drove myself, sir. Thank you, yes. yes. <laughs> Shannon took a Learjet. Oh, my God. But everyone else was hauled by the uh, limo. Well, yes, it was lovely. Yeah. And I heard it was great. No problems? Gorgeous. The Looks like a nice limo. As long as a football field. Yeah, it's huge. A light one. Nice. Okay, Drew. Adam. You ready to go forward? Back to Sarah. Oh, Sarah, that's right. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Sarah. Sarah's situation is she's 18. She was into crank she was, pretty good for a while. Yeah. Then she went to rehab, no, did she? No, she tweaked, and she overdosed, and she stopped a few weeks ago, and now it's having a lot of mood swings and irritability. Okay. Which would be typical of stopping speed. All right. Sh uh, sorry. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. I don't know if you're into it or not. It was not a Freudian slip. Sarah. Uh, Jennifer was just about to tell her something. Oh, go ahead, Jennifer. Four, you said you were um, doing it four times a week? No, I was. I started out at once and then once a week, and then it just got more. And within like a three-day period, I did like four whole quads. And that day, I, or like the end of it, the three-day period, I OD'd. When you were way into it, what was your thinking like? What was I thinking? Yeah, well, what kind of things, what kind of thoughts were you having? Um, Remember? I was just, I always just wanted to do things i never wanted to sit down I just you weren't worrying about what your friends are <laughs> hold on hold on here's the part of the show where drew asks a question they don't give the answer that he requires <laughs> and then he injects uh her own right, feelings and emotions let me give, let me give the answer sarah what she was feeling what you feel what the typical the typical syndrome when have you will you not learn every time you try this I it know, never works the typical syndrome is that people on strong on speed start preoccupying getting paranoid about their family friends people close to them co-workers People who are high on cocaine or really into cocaine get worried about uniformed officers. They'd be completely paranoid that somebody with an with a uniform right. is right outside the door. Speed addicts run to people in uniforms to protect them from their grandmother. Right. It's a very I, I think everybody, but I think everybody reacts differently. No, it's a characteristic syndrome of uniformed uh, officers. That cocaine addicts, almost that exception, become preoccupied. They, if they smoke enough on a big, big binge, will actually see policemen outside their door. They'll have visual hallucination that is always about army and police. And, and the, the cocaine addicts are the ones that will dive under the table when the police helicopter comes by. Maybe if we mm. just gave all these people actual uniforms of their own. Speed addicts, the paranoia that develops with speed is very slow to come on. It's very insidious. And first, it's just that you kind of saw your mother and your grandmother talking, and you became convinced they were talking about you. And this very, very elaborate delusion will develop, and it's always about people close to you. Uh, Sarah, for, for my own edification, can I just ask you, what, what exactly is a quad? Can you explain that? Like, how much is that? Um, well, it, you can usually get about um, three to four lines out of it. Three to about, four lines. It weighs um, 0.025 of a gram. Okay, what exactly was the question, though? All right, so it's a, it's a quarter, uh, I guess... Quarter of a gram. Quarter gram. The point I'm, I'm hoping point we'll make is that you've got to do something about right. this. And, and what, what's, what, what is your reason behind doing drugs? Is it just to fit in or is it, I mean, are you trying to escape certain feelings or is it just, does it make you feel better than you feel normally? I mean, what's, what's your reason? Well, at first it was, um, cause I was, me and my boyfriend were having fights and everything and that, I just did it and I felt really good. And then I started noticing and make me lose weight. So I just kept doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, have you done a bunch of speed? Yes. Oh, okay. And were you hooked on it? Yes. And did you go through rehab and everything? Yes. How long ago was that? Eight years ago. And uh, everything's been good 
I've been completely sober actually since. Because it's it's. But I understand the I I when I was doing cocaine I did it um, partially in my head. I mean you know I did it for a lot of reasons, but um, part of the reason in my reasoning at the time in my head was I thought I was getting really skinny. Uh, you know I was throwing up a lot and because I was doing large quantities and I thought I was getting really skinny. What was and it? And it's usually in your head. You're usually not as skinny as you think you are. Actually, was it Coke or Speed or both that you're into? It was Meth and Speed. Me meth and Speed, by the way. Jennifer, but was it Meth and Speed are exactly my, the same thing. Uh, you know, Methamphetamine is Speed. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Mine was cocaine. Okay. Which, but, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's got speed. a lot of speed in it. Yeah. Right. But uh, I, I have tried Crank before, and that is, and I've tried Coke before, and Crank really has a lot of speed. I mean, it's all speed. And Coke, depending on how much speed whoever... Cocaine, uh, cocaine is different. Cocaine is different. Put They're into both it. stimulants, but cocaine is very different. Right. All right, so, Sarah, mm -hmm. uh, you have to then get yourself into some treatment, right? Because Absolutely. it's going to be tough to kick it, on your own. You're gonna, it's, it's not going to be something you're likely to stay off. You'll switch over to something else. Mm -hmm. These mood swings you're having could get a lot worse. You've got to do something to treat the entire the, the, the spectrum of disorder that you have here. So... Give your doctor a call. Give, give a resource a call. How old are you again? She's 18. 18. All right. Well, she can get into, what, CA maybe? Call CA. Call NA really is what you'd want oh, to do. Oh, okay. Uh, she can even go to AA. AA, you know, absolutely. You know. All right. As long as it has an A at the end of it, you should, you should show up. <laughs> they'll, they'll help you. All right. Uh, Treva? Hello? 18. You're on Loveline. Yes, I wanted, my question is for Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know, if you get your nipple pierced, will it affect yourself uh, later on in life, like when you are pregnant and have to breastfeed? I'm sh I don't know for a fact. I, you should ask whoever does the piercing. These are the people that really know more about this than really anyone. But I would imagine it would make it more difficult. Bre breastfeeding is already remarkably difficult. It, it, most people have a fantasy that it's something that uh, just happens naturally. But it's something that mother and child have to kind of learn how to do it and hopefully take to it. I mean, they, every hospital now has breast, what do they call them? They're, they're actually breastfeeding specialists. Really? That, that coach How does women. one uh, get into this field, Drew? Uh, I, I think sure. I have a certain amount of experience from watching a lot of movies. <laughs> I don't have any, you know, formal schooling. And they're trying to pass a law right now that uh, if anybody stares at any woman breastfeeding her child or makes any lewd remark or obscene gesture, that she can actually sue them and have them arrested. It's kind of like an anti-defamation thing. Really? It's the, it's the uh, ogling act. <laughs> Hey, listen, here's the, here's the sad part about the breastfeeding. Right when the mother and child finally start, you know, hitting their stride and getting it down, it gets weird, you know, because the kid's into his teens at this point. <laughs> All right. Why do you want to get your nipple pierced? That's a good question. Because I heard that um, during, it's very erotic. Well, like when they pull on it during sex? Oh, yeah. How old are you? 18? Yeah, why do you want to start getting all crazy now? you got your whole life to do that. Why don't you start simple? Well, why not? you got something. These, to do these days, that is simple. <laughs> I mean... Because you get too smart to do stupid Have stuff when you get nipple. older. That's why you do <laughs> yeah. it now. It's all about the nipple anyways, right? <laughs> I'm thinking you may be able to feed three or four kids on one breast if you do right, the piercing. I'm like a... Go for the, some of that. One of those uh, rainbirds you put on the lawn. Treva. Yes. All right, so <clears throat> we have this call a lot. Apparently, it's all right. It's it's workable. You can get the nipple piercing and then uh, later on go on to breastfeed. But 
uh, we're all sort of sitting here and saying it's probably probably the type of thing that you're going to do now. You'd be happy with for six months, and then you 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 may regret it later on down the road. Ask your gynecologist. You can't make breastfeeding easier, which is, and I'm saying it's already a difficult thing. I've right. had a lot. I've had a lot of friends that had so many problems with breastfeeding, as it were. I can't oh, sure. imagine that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can imagine it only causing more problems. That's right. That's the point. Julie, 13, you're on Love Line. Oh, my God. Hi. Hey, Julie. Hey. Julie. <laughs> I have a question for Dr. Drew, and I also wanted to say to Shannon Doherty that 90210 sucked when you left, so. Thank you. It was pretty cool when you were there. I agree, <laughs> Thanks. I agree too. Yeah. Me, too. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Yeah. yeah, Drew stopped watching. Julie. <laughs> he, he boycotted the show immediately after that. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wanted to ask Dr. Drew, um... I have like like jelly stuff coming like out of my vagina like like it kind of looks like mucus and does, I don't does know. Does it just uh, smucker syndrome? Hang I've heard on. of this. What? Hold on. But what is team? Does this happen? Come on now, Adam. All right. Yeah. Julie, does this happen just prior to your period? Maybe um, for a week or so yeah, prior. I got it like I got it at eleven, and I had my period. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Are you menstruating normally now, regularly? Yeah. Do you get this discharge mostly just before your period? No, I get it pretty regularly. All the time. Yeah, and okay. I don't know what it is. You know, I take I take showers every day. Are, are you sexually I, active? No, yeah, okay. and I don't want to be until like I'm married. Great, hey. good girl, good attitude, hey. For anyone that wonders why someone should be that way, just listen to this show for about an hour and you'll understand why Julie is correct. But Julie, it, some women just... My prediction, she'll be pregnant in 15 years. Julie, oh, God forbid. Some, some women, it, it, the reason it's happening now is because you have gone through puberty and the hormonal changes does change the environment down there and some women will just produce some, some of these things. It can but be normal. Like, it's not abnormal. Not necessarily. Not necessarily oh, at all. Okay, because I was like scared, you know, because I didn't know what the hell it was. But it, it could, I mean, you, you can get bad infection, yeast, things like that. And you might want to get some over-the-counter cream like gyne Lotrimin. Like, but, um, I've, like, I've been checked by doctors and stuff. I haven't talked to them about it, but, like, they checked down there when I had, like, a physical, and they said that, like, everything looks fine. You so. might, you might really just want to get some gyne Lotrimin over-the-counter and use it for a few days, see if that helps clear it up a little bit. But in all probability, it is something normal. Okay, okay. and, okay? um, can I ask another question? Yeah. Okay, um, my brother, he, he... <laughs> I was just <laughs> I was thinking, you know, if you had peanut butter coming out of your ass, you got a sandwich. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's um, an interesting thought process, Adam. <laughs> oh, she's fine. Her alone. No, she knows. It's very much. I, I think she knows. Don't worry. Go ahead, Joy. Right. See? Um, yeah. My brother, he, he used to, like, be heavily into marijuana, and right. now he just does, you know, cigarettes and stuff, and right. I've noticed that when he started doing this, you know, he started acting like really bad towards me and towards my mom and he always like beats me up and stuff and nice. um i don't know what to say you know i try to talk to him about it you know and how, how old is your brother he's 15 okay and he's just you know he beats one time he beat me up so bad that like my mom kicked him out of the house and good told, yeah. huh that's good i know that's what your but mom should he do came back Oh. And I think that he's like my dad because he smokes marijuana too. Yeah. And you know he got some from my dad, but my dad didn't know. By the way, parents, uh, the greatest way to assure yourself that a child's going to use drugs is do it yourself, no matter what you say. But like I, I was like talking to my mom because me and my mom we have like a really good relationship. We're like best friends, and I was talking to my mom about it and like about myself because you know I used to smoke cigarettes and stuff. But uh -huh. I mean. You, you know, to? I was talking to my mom about the way my brother acts towards men, you know, 
I don't see other brothers acting like that towards... Julie, it's, you, you shouldn't... Is sh that, does, like, marijuana and cigarettes have an effect on, like... How you act? Uh, it, sure. It's in the marijuana not, not camp. Usually uh, not usually that way. Yeah, I he would, should become docile. I would suspect he, he either has something else going on psychiatrically or psychologically, or he's doing other drugs like speed, which makes people very violent. Is your I father abusive about, like, at all? Is your dad abusive, Julie? Huh? Has your father ever been abusive? No, no, not, no What about, way. like, an uncle or one of his, uh, you know? No, I've like, never um, been, like, abused. My parents are, like, really well, cool. We're wondering about your brother, though, yeah, whether, whether your somebody brother. got I mean, to him. That's I, why he acts that He way. doesn't really talk that much, you know. Whatever happens, he just, like, keeps it to himself, you know. He, like, he doesn't talk about things. All right, like, where is your brother? Is he home? Yeah, he's asleep. Oh. You want me to wake him up? Well, if you want to beat you. I want to talk about it because he was listening, like, on the radio, but do you guys want to talk to him or something? Adam, is he going to, is there any danger that he's going to abuse you if he wakes up? No, no. No? All right. We'll talk some sense into this, lad. But, like, um. Julie. Go wake him up. We got to go to a commercial. Okay. We're going to put you on hold. Okay. Now go wake him up. Okay. Now a good swift uh, kick to the groin always wakes up. Uh, wakes <laughs> the teenager words right up. out of my brain. All right, be careful. <clears throat> All right, um, um, go in there with like a trash can lid in front of you. And make, <laughs> make sure Tell him that Shannon Doherty wants to talk to him. Doesn't get violent. All right. All right, okay. and uh, we'll talk to him. And then Shannon will tell him about some people she knows in the underworld. Who, uh, <laughs> You're not kidding. Uh, no, I'm totally serious. That's why I'm, uh, I'm being very respectful tonight. All right, so when we come back, we'll what talk We'll talk to uh, Julie's brother. Now the Loveline weather report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Also overnight, partly chronic in parts of Virginia. Loveline will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go catch something. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Ah, yes. Uh, back with friends till the end. The uh, cast, which is uh, Monday night. This coming Monday night, 9 o'clock NBC, uh, Movie of the Week. When we left off, we were speaking to Julie. Hi. Did you arouse uh, the sleeping giant or wake the sleeping giant? Up, I woke him up, but he doesn't want to talk. He got mad, so he doesn't want to talk. Okay. So. Are you going to be okay? Huh? Are you going to be okay? Yeah, I see. He's going to be fine. It's just he's not him. You not him. You. Oh yeah, I'm. I'll. I'll be fine. It's just you know, like every time he does it, like I get really like emotionally like messed up because you know he's my brother. He's supposed to be like 
sticking up for me, you know. No, Julie, it, it, that's the fantasy, but stay away from him. He's got some problems oh, right so now. The, the, yeah, I, he I don't realize. know. He'll, he'll, he will realize. He's like adolescence things. or something that. He will come around, I suspect, but for now, you've got to ask your parent for some protection. Yeah, I'm worried about yourself because you really sound like you have a great head on your shoulders. I mean, and, and you sound like a great girl. you got to get your Hesher dad to intervene and, and <laughs> right. you know, have yeah, a little bond. Break him away from the bond. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. But, Tell him yeah, to go kick his butt. I want to, like, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh, but I want to be an actress, but, you know, like, Why would we laugh? I don't think that if, like, my brother is doing this to me, it's going to, like, mess me up, dude. No, no, no that'll let, make you a great actress, <laughs> believe me. Well, yeah. well, you got you to gotta have some, uh, you, you got to have some strife. go on, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, no, the only one that can mess you up is yourself. Yeah. You but, know, just you remember know, that. I'm, I'm trying to, like, keep away from, you know, bad stuff and everything. All right. Well, then stay, do. Stay, stay real focused. Do what you're doing. You, you, you've got it right right now. Kill don't lose, don't lose right. your perspective. And, but get your parents involved if he's getting physically abusive, especially your mom who you have a good relationship with. The parents have to be the parents. Thank you for that, Drew. Tony. <laughs> no, parents abdicate that responsibility an awful lot. They've got to be the parents here and get control of the situation. Right. I will be wearing the parental pants in my family one day, uh, God willing, if I ever have a... Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, please, with the Lord's name in fame. Drew, you know I am. Tony, 22, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Hey. How you yeah. doing? Good. Um, my question is really for Shannon and Jason. Uh -huh. um, I was wondering what it's like to... First of all, to do big screen movies compared to like TV movies of the week and stuff. Um, and my second question is also, what? Uh, how's it working with Kevin Smith? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Shannon question. Well, okay. Um, working with Kevin Smith. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Um, he's fine. You know, that was my brother. That wasn't me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that that was, was, that was Jason's oh, Jeremy. twin, Jeremy, who did Mallrats. Who we've had on the show uh, well, like a so. year ago. Oh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Real nice guy, by the way. Good looking fellow. Even nicer than you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're unbiased. As far as working, like, the difference between big screen and little screen, I, you know, I think that there's a lot of snobs who, who say, like, film is so much better. And, and I'm sort of one of those actors that believes that as long as you're working, you're doing really good. <laughs> you know? Yes. As, as long as you've got something to do. Yeah. I mean, not not that you have something to do. I mean, you, you know, I mean, hopefully it's giving you a challenge, but working is sort of using, you know, is making you a better actor to begin with. It, especially if you don't take acting classes, then each acting job is your acting class and more experience right. is better. Right. Um, the only difference is movie of the weeks are two hours long almost the same as a film and they're shot in four weeks a film is shot in like three or four months so you have more time to well, focus on like <laughs> one scene right. i just did a feature in two and a half weeks so. and <laughs> the movies i watch are shot in a day and a half <laughs> and they're done in van in a little sound studio where <laughs> they go two days it's like uh, the producer goes nuts there's like also the director TV and the writer that, but shot that's, in people's backyards and stuff right, right. That, but there's a sorry. lot of tv that's much 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 better than yeah, film you know absolutely. i've done a lot of tv work that, in my personal opinion, blows Marats away. Plus, but almost yeah. everything blows Marats away. I, I like Marats. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. All right. I actually like Marats. I think that, that just up until thank recently, you. that there's been such a like a, this connotation that that you know uh, there was it was something better and more respectable to do features. And I think with the crossover of, of so many uh, talented people in in television doing features now that uh, they're basically one and the same. And if you, and it's basically proved that if you have the talent, you're going to maintain a a career regardless of, of what venue you do. 
So you can do schlock, and it's not necessarily the medium. Yeah. I mean, you can do schlock on TV, you can do schlock on the big screen, or you can do it or vice versa. If you're getting film, it's great. And you can do a, you know, a really Period. piece of crap movie, but you can be great in it, and, uh, and you'll get another job. It's just a matter of how you do yourself. Yeah, All right. Great. All right. Drew uh, is dying to hear the song from uh, Friends <laughs> Till the End. Stop. He absolutely is. You saw the it's magic magic board there. It's a song. He, he pounced when he doesn't get his way. So Which, which song are you playing? Stop. Stop? Yes, we're going to play the song Stop. This is from Friends to the End, and this is, uh, if you hate it, send that don't mail. Yeah, way to put out that positive energy out there. Please don't hate it. We worked really hard. I'm sure you'll love it, but this is... Uh, we really worked hard, so... This is <laughs> this is uh, Shannon and Jennifer uh, both doing the vocals on this one. Wow. That is uh, good singing for people who haven't sung before. Hey, I will, I will. hey, hey. You, know, you guys could have left it at that was good singing. <laughs> that, was good singing. <laughs> that was damn good singing. That was an excellent song, and uh, I'm sure we'll make its way right into the K-Rock rotation. <laughs> yeah. Just a matter of days. Is that a, did you say Susanna Hoffs? Uh, Susanna Hoffs wrote that. Yeah. And Kevin Hunter. Now, isn't that uh, strange how even though she wasn't singing it, you could definitely... Tell it was her stuff. Was she was she coaching vocally no. or anything? Because no, 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 it sounded no. like her no. her style. No, Seth Briggs was our vocal coach. Really? Yeah. All right. So Monday night, <laughs> nine o'clock. NBC. NBC. What's the name of it again? Okay. Friends <laughs> till the end. You can hear uh, and there's some uh, upbeat stuff too. Yeah, some there's. Rock I mean, there's stuff. a yeah, there's songs. a lot. Yeah, there's five songs total. Now. In a video. Are you guys video. Are you guys trying to kill each other during this this scene? Or, or are you, is this like, No, not, not not during this one. This is when you're friends at the beginning. Well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh wait, uh, producer Ann's trying to sue me because Jennifer's mom is on the phone. Uh, uh, my mom ever called this show a killer. Jennifer's mom? Hi. Hi, what's your name? Poupe. Denise. Denise, how are you? Fine. Denise. How are you? Good. That was the greatest, the greatest <laughs> song ever. <laughs> did, you, did you pay your mom? <laughs> this, this Monday, this Monday, January 20th. Prince <laughs> yeah. She didn't even get paid to say that. I'm this. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> Denise. Denise. Yeah? Uh, what? Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's, I'll never remember that. Janice. Yeah. Now, are, are you like a showbiz mom? Did you take Jennifer out to auditions when she was no. young and all that stuff? Not a showbiz mom, but we, I did take her all over in New York. Oh, you did? To, yeah. Well, all the, over. Uh, for, like, auditions and things? Yeah, auditions and, you know, like... All over. All right. And you're not worried that warped her in any way? No. No. Okay. Because she's quite she's lovely. great. And I'm guessing you're kind of a hottie, too, just uh, based on the looks of your daughter. <laughs> she is. Am I right? Yeah. She's, yeah. Oh. She's beautiful. She my mom's beautiful. <laughs> Inside she's, and out. she's my biggest fan. I am. I love you. Really? What do you do? I have a business. Oh, okay. I thought she was in a band or something. I didn't. No. I, I heard the fan part. No, but her husband 
My husband's a musician. Okay, this is uh, this is not your dad. This is a uh, husband. Yeah. Right. All right. Everything good there. You like uh, you like him. <laughs> I like him. You don't you don't resent him or anything because step parent. Yeah, we just got married. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You live here uh, in uh, the L.A. area? In Topanga Canyon. Ah, very beautiful. Yeah. A lot of uh, hippies up there making uh, pottery and smoking hooch. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but it's, it's pretty. <laughs> okay, uh, Janice. Yeah. We got to go to a commercial. Say, okay. uh, say I love you to your beautiful daughter, I Jennifer. I love you, Jen. I love you, too, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love you, too, Janice. Thank you. Bye, Janice. All right. She's uh, totally sober. You understand? She's doing fine. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I didn't, want her to go, I didn't want her to think that there's some sort of relapse or something that went on on the air. All right, Drew. Yeah. Thank you for uh, operating the phone for me. And we'll be back. Hi. Love Line's going to be right back. All right, play the baby. This concludes another podcast one.com program.